Good morning, greetings. This is Coach Jackie with Uzazi Podcast. Today's podcast is titled In the Principal's Office, and we will be talking about how we can unintentionally teach our children the exact opposite of what we would like them to learn. Responsibility is one of the most common characteristics that parents list when asked about what they desire in the children they are raising. Not everyone means the same thing though. The meanings include being dependable, being self-driven, doing the right thing when no one is looking, acknowledging own mistakes, doing one's share in a team or family or community, keeping promises as well as not getting into trouble, and doing what needs to be done without having to be told. These are just a few of the things that people mean when they talk about responsibility in their children. How well you can teach your child to be responsible depends a lot on how well you balance between your role as a nurturer or carer and your role um, as the person who provides structure, where you set limits and boundaries, teach values, discipline, and give guidance. This is sometimes referred to as the structure role. In the nurturing role, you provide unconditional love. You listen to your child, you support them, you spend time with them and you demonstrate affection. Do you recognize when you're in one role or the other? Let us reflect a little on this. Some parents struggle with the nurture role some with the structure role, and many with balancing between the two roles. So how can we break this? Begin with examining the stories you tell yourself about these roles. For example, people say to them, say, too much love spoils a child. So, no demonstration of affection? How about, my job is to provide, so, no time to waste playing around or doing anything that doesn't directly lead to wealth creation. I am my child's parent, not their friend. So, no listening, only telling. Whatever your child's age, they always appreciate. No, no, in fact, they always need you to enter their world. It could be kicking the puddle after a rainy afternoon with your four-year-old or catching grasshoppers with your nine-year-old. Maybe it's attending your 13-year-old's swimming gala, even if he doesn't promise to bring home any medals. Or is it going up, out for a grown-up dinner at a restaurant with your 17-year-old? Perhaps it's attending your 23-year-old's graduation and then catching one drink with her friends. The gift of time to do what matters to your child is a key part of the nurture-structure-role balance. So how about we examine the narrative you have around the time you spend with your child to assess if it is causing you to set a foundation for some unintended outcomes? Some parents take their, the other person's side when their child is in trouble. They don't want to appear to be lax parents. They don't want to be blamed for their child's bad behavior. You may have heard of a story such as this. 
Jojo has been sneaking out of school to buy cigarettes. He has been caught twice, and because this is the third time his parents have been asked to come see the principal, uh, because this is the third time his parents have been asked to come and see the principal. The rules state that um, a third offense qualifies for suspension and parents must be informed in person. Jojo's parent gets really angry at this information. He holds his son by the collar and slaps him. He calls him names and tells him nothing and tells him that he's nothing but a chokora or a street boy because he will end up in the streets since he's so hell-bent on messing up his future by messing his education. Does he not know that parents have got better things to do than come to the principal's office to be told of their son's bad behavior? Whose son is he anyway? The parents finish by telling the principal to deal with this thug as they see fit, and he should not be seen in their house unless he's ready to follow their rules. Let's take a moment to ask ourselves some questions about this encounter. What did the parents intend to accomplish and what did they accomplish? What has Jojo learned from this encounter? And what stories do you think the parents are basing their action on? We can deduce from what the parents said in the principal's office that some of the stories they tell themselves are Time used to solve problems related to their child is wasted. They only like their child if he is successful. Their child has got nothing worth listening to. And probably without realizing it, in that room, they have taught their child that when things go wrong, you don't take responsibility. I'm pretty certain that was not their intention. I'm pretty certain it did not occur to them that in that room they might be teaching their child something about responsibility, about taking responsibility. If the parents had brought with them the mindset that summons such as these are not unusual for parents with teenagers, because it's part of their job and therefore not a waste of time, they might have reflected on other behavior that they have noticed in their child and thought about what could be bringing it on. They may have consulted, maybe Googled, and seen that teenagers engage in such behavior to assert their fledgling independence, and so might have prepared a conversation around the importance of following the rules of the institution as well as the consequences of not doing so. Teenagers act up to attract attention, and so the parents might have acknowledged their part in this by reflecting on other things that they might have noticed or other things that are going on at home or in the family. And so they might have been in a better position to manage the situation rather than disowning it. If parents had approached the situation with the mindset that this is normal in teenage, they might have understood that their teenager needs someone in his corner and found a way to show him that instead of descending upon him with blows in the principal's office and practically disowning him. 
Intentional parenting takes you away from a default setting to being much more reflective about what you do. While I have described a single instance here, and it is, it is something that has actually happened, the approach of those parents could easily become the way you do things. And it all begins with the stories you tell yourself about any situation. This is why examining the things that you tell yourself about why you parent the thing, the way that you do, is a critical part of beginning to parent differently. It's a critical part of becoming more intentional about what you do. So think about the way you're teaching your child responsibility, especially in situations that are unexpected, such as the one I have described. Thank you.